Spooky season. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast, another October episode, another horror-themed episode, and it's my favorite month of the show. It's really the reason why I do the show. It's just for these four or five episodes every year, I get so excited to dive into the world of horror for the main show here. And I also get really excited when I have a couple veterans come along to help me discuss some of these movies and topics that we talk about. And I got two guys coming on the show tonight, so we're three peas on a pod tonight. And they're here to help me get through the topic that we're going to be discussing tonight. They're frequent guests of mine, and they are buddies of mine in real life. We're mutual patrons of each other's shows. I'm just a big, big fan of both of these dudes. First up, you know him from the Real Feels podcast, Mr. Drew Hallam. Drew, what's up, brother? Welcome back. Gerald, your honey-soaked words are exactly what I needed today. (laughs) Love it. They're they're beer-soaked words, but that's okay. I think there might be a little honey in this brew. I'm not sure. (laughs) I'll take it. Uh, Welcome back, man. I'm so glad to have you. I love hearing your voice as well, and thanks so much for doing this. And then I have someone from a show called Apple Teeny Plus. (laughs) I I, I don't know if he wants to talk about it. Uh, (laughs) Also from from the Cinema Guys, Brad, one of my BFFs out there in the podcast world. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. We're uh, we're doing some Apple TV Plus horror, correct? That's that's, that's what, what we're, we're talking about tonight. Yes, that's what we're doing. <laughs> I'm excited to to uh, to be here with you and Drew, two oh. of my faves. Yeah, same here, man. I feel the same way. Feelings mutual. So, why don't you got? What are we counting down tonight? What's the top five tonight, guys? Tell the folks. Was it was it top five reasons why Apple TV Plus needs to make a comeback? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, top five uh, reasons Apple TV Plus needs to be remade. Apple TV Plus needs to have, or Apple TV Plus needs to have more horror. The top five reasons. That's true. No, we're we're doing our top five horror remakes. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. You know, this is a topic. This is the I think fifth year that I've done these October episodes on two P's, and this is a topic that's always kind of been one that I've wanted to do and I just haven't gotten around to putting it on the docket and here it is I'm finally doing it there's a couple movies for me in particular that would have been on my list five years ago and they still are as I wrote the list for this week's show when you guys were coming up with your list Drew I'll ask you first a horror remake man so when you were like these are my five or, or you know ten including your honorables are, are you going at the angle that these are better than the original or what is your mentality when uh, one of the movies makes your list tonight without giving away any titles some of them I definitely feel are better than the original I don't think that is to say that it takes away from what the original was and what like landmark it made um, however also some of mine are very much I enjoy these as remakes, period. Not Mm -hmm. just because, you know, the original was great or it's even better. Sometimes you just got a wild card that you 100% have to throw in there. Right, right. Uh, Brad, what do you think, man? How about how was this making this list for you, buddy? I mean, my list... I immediately wrote down like 20 right away and yep. <laughs> it was tough to narrow it down mm-hmm. <laughs> because there, there are quite a few remakes out there that I'm like, Oh, I do love that one. Oh, I love that. Or like that. I watch over and over again. And right. just like Drew, they're, they're not necessarily better than the original. Yes. Some, some of them I feel are, 
but there are some that I mean, they're right there with the original, just just mm-hmm. as good. Yeah, it is tough when you do that. Is it is it better than? Because it's like they're different in a lot of ways, especially when they're separated by multiple decades, like some of mine are. Because you know where movies are today, for example, they weren't in the fifties and sixties. You know what I mean? So the story might be the same, but I don't know. I feel like it's almost unfair to a certain extent to say that something from you know twenty twenty is better, quote unquote, better than something from you know, 1960. I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, the pacing is, is for one is going to be way different. Right. Right. So, yeah, you know, like I said, there's some that have been like long-term staples for me in this category that there was no way they weren't going to make my top five, three in particular that just like are three of my favorite movies in the horror genre. They happen to be remakes. And then I was able to fill in the other slots. So you guys were talking about a little bit pre-recording and then just now you kind of mentioned it too, Brad, but how many so drew dude first of all these both of these guys for those (laughs) folks listening that might not know literally watch more fucking movies than like everybody in the spielberg family combined (laughs) i mean they watch so much cinema they make me look bad and i mean guys when you were making this list and you were like going through all these because you know you've been doing a lot of horror lately too Oh, uh, yeah, every for, every day. <laughs> yeah, every day, yeah, for Pretty the challenge, much, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, was how many movies did you write down, Drew, initially? I mean, it's got to be like 50 for you, right? Well, I mean, like, so if it's just remakes, uh, I mean, I, I initially made like a list of about 20 to 25, kind of like how Brad okay, was saying. Right. He immediately jotted down. Some of them, I kind of like looked at them, and then I was crossing them off. And, you know, you just whittle it down. Like, you can immediately think of a lot of different remakes, but then you also need to just kind of look at it one more time and go like, why Why did I write that down? Right. Like this isn't – and it's kind of interesting enough where in retrospect, you can look at one and go, all right, well, these two are clearly remakes of this original film. However, this remake is awful compared to the original. Oh, uh, okay. So it, is, right. so it is quite interesting to kind of look back and go like, nope, this is, this is getting bumped. This is what's staying. And uh, kind of like how I said to you earlier, it's a very different list to say this is what I consider to be a like a great remake. Uh-huh. And this is what I like. This is my favorite or this is a genuine joy uh, to watch. So, Brad, let me ask you real quick before we dive into our list. Now, if you had to pick as a horror fan, would you rather have a stellar 10 out of 10 remake of a classic or like an original film that you had never seen the story before? Hmm. That that that's I'll let, I'll let, I'll let both of you answer because I'm curious. <laughs> because honestly, I would love a ten out of ten remake because there there may be one on my list that I would consider that. Oh, okay. So, but I mean, the original. I mean, that original idea. It, you wouldn't have this remake if if that wouldn't have came along anyways. So, right, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is it is kind of a double-edged sword there. It is tough. Drew, what do you think, man? Are, are we under the impression that the remake would be the only remake? Like, there hasn't been one before? Uh, not necessarily. Just like a remake comes along and they're just, mm. you're just like, holy shit, this is A+. plus. This is like... Since, since so many remakes seem to be happening quite often, uh, I'm going to go with uh, an original film. All right. Yeah. yeah I, I'm kind of, I don't know either. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys. <laughs> I mean, if it was, to get if, an it was answer, if it was I, something where it was 
the only remake that this original film was getting for the first time, and mm. I know for a fact it was a 10 out of 10 cast, then yeah, 100%, because I want to see what's happening. Right, I want to see right. what new ideas, what they can improve on. But I think I, I think I would lean towards originality, original idea. But, I mean, come on, man. I mean, we're obviously going to be talking about a lot on our list tonight that we feel like knocked it out of the park. So you can do both. You know, you can, as a horror fan, you can soak up both. So let's talk a little bit about some of our favorite remakes, though. As we get things started, we're going to be talking about our top five horror remakes. And we kind of talked a little bit about what defined that for us. So, Drew, Mr. Real Feels, I'm going to have you get us started with your number five tonight, buddy. What do you got? All right, in uh, in no particular order, we're going to be starting off with The Hills Have Eyes. And more importantly, I'm going to go with The Hills Have Eyes, the unrated cut. Hmm. And so all from 2006 versus its, uh, you know, its original of 1977. I genuinely like this remake. I think it still gives like a just almost like in your face kind of like raw authenticity of this is disturbing as hell. Right. And I, I love that in the unrated cut, it actually gives you a little bit more of a background uh, to the the cannibal hillbillies. In, because when the brother-in-law is going through the mountain to get into the valley through the mining area, there's like a tiny little graveyard. And it chronicles like all these people that have died in the, you know, the housing and this little, you know, mutated community. And it, I don't know, you kind of get more of a feel to like, wow, there's something more than just they got mutated over the past couple of decades and these are who's surviving. Right. I love the original though. Wes Craven. It's great. No, no, it is great. I don't think, I don't think anything can necessarily take away from it, but man, uh, I I think it is creepy AF though. You're right. It's, it's creepy as hell. The, the camper scene still, uh, is very unnerving. And, uh, when I see Buffalo Bill uh, strapped to a cactus, <laughs> cactus on fire. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, I don't know, man. It just uh, leaves uh, a mark. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for it does, no doubt. Brad, well, you a fan it, of this one, buddy? Yes, I, I am. I, I mean, I saw this in the theater and. I was shocked when people walked in with their kids. Oh, wow. Yeah, into this you should have been. And oh, God. I'm like, what are you doing? Because this movie, Alexandra Aja, he really like, he took it to, I mean, he cranked it past 10 with, yeah. with, with everything in this movie. That Yeah. I, I love it. I love the movie. I love how hardcore it is. I love, you know, it's it's gory and it's, it's intense and... Yeah, and, and didn't um didn't Aja do Crawl a couple of years ago too? Yes. Was that him? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. him, right? Yeah. He did High Tension also, which is another great movie. Yeah, yeah, great filmmaker, great remake, great pick. I, you know, I, I don't know why I didn't expect that one to be chosen tonight, Drew. But now oh, that really, you're, oh wow, yeah, I don't oh, know, yeah. I don't know why. I just, I, I guess because I'm so like on my list, and I'm not saying that you necessarily even believe this. I so don't take this in that vein, but on my list, I didn't put anything where the original would beat it for me. Like if I put the original mm-hmm. and the remake next to each other okay. and gotcha. I could only watch one, if I decided to watch the original, then I wouldn't put that remake, even though I do love this remake in particular that you're mentioning and some other ones. So maybe that's why it just didn't pop into my brain as, as an option, but it is a great remake and it's a fucking weird, gory, um, <laughs> creepy ride. So yeah, yes, I'm yes, glad, I'm glad, sure. I got, I'm glad I got some love. The Hills Have Eyes. Brad, what's your number five, man? You're up next. Well, my number five is almost in that same vein. Uh, it kind of takes that original and, and kind of steps it up a notch. 
And that is from 2003, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yes. I re when this when this remake came out, like I love the original. I mean, most horror fans, I, I I think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sits with Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday Thir- all those. And when this remake came out, it's one of those like uh, I don't know, I don't know. But I thought they. They knocked it out of the park with it. Well, one look at what? Jessica Biel running, running around <laughs> for her life, buddy, and I'm like, I'm sold, you know. I mean, one one scene in particular in the van when the hitchhiker shoots themselves oh, and everyone's shocked yeah. and the camera goes through the through the head out the van. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this, wow. Yeah. The billowing smoke out of her mouth was yes. such a, again, it, it is a, it's, it's a horrifyingly beautiful shot, but it is like, Oh, oh my god <laughs> yeah i agree what'd you guys think of the one that came out this year it was okay it was entertaining yeah, yeah it was it fun was, it was yeah. gory fun yeah i i wouldn't i wouldn't say as much to the point where people are all like this thing was awful this was the worst thing ever not not in any way shape or form i think a lot of things in it have huge disconnects where you're like but wait what but right. then you know you you're kind of redeemed when you have a a, a bloodbath on a bus yeah, right. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there was some great. I thought there was some great thing. It was a high tension in the scene where the you know van's broken down there, and you mentioned the bus rampage. Uh, I thought there was a lot of great stuff in it, and I did enjoy my time with it. So I was, especially from the horror community, I was a little surprised to see all the hate when it came out. Oh, because uh, yeah. they were trying to incorporate the social media, which I thought was funny. I mean, I don't, it yeah. kind of tripped me out when they You're were taking selfies. You're going to dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but great pick. So the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 03, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 03, correct. 03. Yeah. Jessica Beale. Come on, guys. Jessica Beale. <laughs> All right. Well, mine is not on that, like, gory in your face kind of backwoods horror that both of you guys started your list with, by the way. Mine is a kind of a tender romantic horror film. And it's a re- it's a remake of a of a Swedish horror film, but yes. the American version is called Let Me In. Oh, I'm I'm sh- I'm surprised. I expected this to be higher for you, honestly. Yeah, I, you, I you agree. Know, if, yeah, if you guys listen to my show, which I know y'all do, but in general, you probably aren't too surprised to hear this on my list. But I just love. I mean, Matt Reeves directed this, and you know he's obviously gone on to do such great things. I mean, we just saw the Batman that he just did. Uh, Cody Smith McPhee has also gone on to be this really kind of unique actor. I love Chloe Grace Moretz. She's always been one of my favorite young actresses in Hollywood. Um, a veteran Richard, Richard Jenkins in this film. who plays kind of her handler in this movie. But it's a love story, and it's a very, like, it's like a friendship love story, though. It's mm-hmm. not, like, ne- necessarily like a romance. Uh, it's just how these two people are just, like, longing to have someone to share you know, things in life with and how tragic it is that the vampire character in the film, the young girl just can't do that because of her affliction or whatever you want to call it. And there's some great, like kind of ambiguous uh, horror in this film and kind of like ambiguous gore with some scenes that leave it to your imagination, but it does kind of show you some stuff as well from a horror perspective. But I just think it's shot so beautifully you know, like the blood in the snow imagery that I'm a huge fan of and just the kind of darkness around this town and the premise. And I really love Let the Right One In, too, which is the original that just came out two years before this one. Uh, they're both really, really good films, but I was just so blown away at how well Matt Reeves, 
his version came across uh, in American cinema. Are you guys fans of this one? I feel like I've had. Oh yeah, maybe, Drew. Maybe you and I talked about this before. Actually, I'm but. sure we've talked about it before. I genuinely enjoy this movie because it is such a different take on the vampire tale, and it's not anything that we're so used to. We're used to. Right. Like the overwhelming violence or mm-hmm. the seduction and allure of it, where this, as you had said, like it is it is a story of friendship. You have an incredibly lonely and isolated boy, and you have a young girl who is also incredibly lonely and isolated in two completely different respects, but mm-hmm. they find each other. And it's right. it's such a beautiful movie. It really is. Yeah, I agree. Brad, you a fan of this one, buddy? Can I be honest? Oh. I have never seen it bradley shame shame on your house i have i have seen wow i have seen the original okay yeah, i have not seen the remake that's better did you did you enjoy the original out of curiosity uh, i i did i did enjoy it i i don't think it's i mean <laughs> you know the type of movies i watch i mean drew and i are <laughs> right, right <laughs> on the right. same level there um well, you know, I mean, so I will it, say, I will say, check it out, but especially like okay. with uh, with October here, I, I, you know, yeah, Brad, and, and I have within the past year become more appreciative of Matt Reeves. I know because originally I did not like his Planet of the Apes. Oh wow, really? The second one, okay. I, I never watched the third movie until last year when I did it with Paul from the countdown and came to a, a, a new appreciation for his films before the Batman came out, which I absolutely loved. Okay. So I will, I will definitely add it to the list this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give it a go, man. Give it a go. Richard Jenkins. How good is he in that? Drew? Oh, oh so, so good. good. Man. Just such a, just, you know, his whole life basically devoted to what's playing out in the movie. So anyway, I love that movie. It's my number five, surprisingly, but I had to put a few ahead of it when you're talking horror remakes. So we'll swing it back over to Mr. Real Feels. Drew. I love that Drew and I just come in hardcore at number I five. Know. And I'm all <laughs> tender and romantic, you know. <laughs> and Gerald's like, nice love story. A little girl nice trying soft. to find her friend. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple blood scenes in it, I guess. I don't know. There, There is. There is. <laughs> right. Drew, you're up, man. What do you got it for? All right. So this is a remake of a 1971 film by Daniel Mann. And it's not one that I think gets genuinely enough love. Now, it's one of two films that Glenn Morgan has directed. The other was one of the Black Christmas remakes. Uh, thankfully, not 2019. Mm-hmm. However, this is Crispin Glover in Willard from 2003. And I genuinely like this film a lot. Yeah. This is one I haven't seen in a long time, but Crispin Glover is so creative. Just perfect casting. Yeah, he's perfect for the role. He's he's perfect in the movie. So good. So good in it. And I mean, even from the original one, you have the movie uh, Ben, which came immediately from it. And you're like, ah, we're talking about the big bad rat. And I, I waited. I waited so long. I thought they were honestly going to be having uh, a sequel of Ben after uh, Crispin Glover's Willard. But it hasn't come. I highly doubt it will. But, man, he does such a good job in this. The creep factor is up to an 11. Uh, the, the the shot of him getting off of the elevator and all the rats just flooding away from him. Right. It's so classic. And I, I really love it. I, I, I would often like find myself 
getting frustrated at stuff back in the day when I would watch it. Like I was 2003, so I was in high school. But I I remember like talking to myself going like, tear it, tear it. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Just, just go like, just like look at something like homework or like just get frustrated and just wrap it up, wrap it up. So Willard is your four, Drew. Good pick. Oh, man. yeah. Brad, yeah. what do you got at number four, buddy? Well, my number four, this kind of just proves what kind of same wavelength that Drew and I are on. <laughs> um, my number four comes in at a, another Glenn Morgan directed film oh, from, wow. <laughs> from 2006, and that's Black Christmas. There we right. go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely love this remake. I, I love the original, but I thought that they did a great job with, you know, telling this story much better than that, whatever that 2019 one. Uh, We're not even going to talk about no. that one. They kind of just like, you know, my number five pick, they kind of just stepped things up just a little bit more right. and gave you just a little bit more to kind of. Right. It was a true, you know, go through it. it was a true, like, in, you know, remake. I mean, it was really the same movie that we got in the original, but it was yeah. a lot more enhanced in terms of effects and gore and. Um, I agree with you. I, and, I think this what was an a great intro. Too. What an intro for that 2006. Yeah. You know, being chased down and you're like, oh, God, what's going to happen to her? Did he just grab an ice pick? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> off the yeah. roof. <laughs> right. Great remake, man. Great imagery, too. I, I love holiday horror. You know, I love horror movies that take mm-hmm. place in like this fun, festive time of year is full of cheer, you know, <laughs> you got, the, you got the bright colors and you got the yeah. and then the blood and the snow and the oh, man, whoever uh, drew, maybe, you know, but whoever thought of that first, was it the original Black Christmas? I don't know. I feel like maybe there was probably something before that, maybe. But just to marry those two things together is like chocolate and peanut butter, dude. Just oh, so to marry perfect. horror and, and Christmas, Christmas together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, just love I love that Bob Clark, you know, did Black Christmas and A Christmas Story. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. Bob Clark, can you do some classics for us? Uh, <laughs> we want you to do some Christmas films, Bob. <laughs> I got a couple on the shelf, sure. I got one on each end for you here. We got a nice family one, and then uh, I'm going to kill some people. If, uh, mm-hmm. if we could just meet in the middle with Porky's, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good pick. Black Christmas from 06 is your number four. Uh, you guys are surprising me so far. I like all these, though. I'm, I'm digging it. My number four is another one that you guys are going to be like, okay, Gerald, we know. But it's the, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the Fly. Cronenberg's The Fly. Mm. Originally starring Vincent Price. And what, I looked up the date because Drew reminded me to do that. It came out originally in 1958. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and all you can think in your head when you think of the original is, help me. Help me. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm such a sucker for Cronenberg. I really am. Like, I, you know, I haven't seen what's the one that he just did. Crimes of the future. Oh, I've, crimes. Yeah. Crimes of the future. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet as we're recording just full disclosure, but generally it, speaking, it's interesting. I'll just give you that. Yeah. And I'm sure it's, it's like hard to watch at times, which he loves to do. And he just has a knack for kind of creating that like hard to watch space, but like you have to watch it. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the performances here from Goldblum and Gina Davis. And it's just so mesmerizing. It's such an inventive idea that is science fiction. It's horror. It's gross. It's 
It's a mm-hmm. really, it's a really fucking gross movie. Oh yeah, and it's just and you know just Goldblum. Goldblum just does a phenomenal job in it. Yeah, like all the little twitches that he has and everything else. Right. He's just getting nastier and nastier as it goes along. Right, and the Howard Shore score in this film I love too. But yeah, it's one of my favorite horror movies ever, really, and it's definitely one of my favorite remakes from '86. Is The Fly. It sits at my number four, I think. I don't even know what number I'm on. Is that right? Yeah, it's my four, right? <laughs> yeah, number four. <laughs> number four. Yeah. Number four. <laughs> Sorry, I brought to my Cronenberg, and I was getting a little woozy. All right. <laughs> We're swinging around to our threes. Drew, you're up first, man. What you got at number three, buddy? So number three is going to seem pretty low. However, I do have like a contingency for it as to why it is this low. Okay. Uh, it is a remake of a 1951 film. Uh, however, Ooh, we're going to go back to 1982. And we're going yeah. with The Thing. Wow. John Carpenter's The Thing. Now, the only contingency I, that I have is that it is a remake of an adaptation. Yeah, all right. So it's not it's not originally a remake of something that is an, uh, just like an original film. Okay, that's fine. Sure, I, you know, <laughs> you, did, you, did, <laughs> you took the words out of Gerald's mouth, putting it at number three. <laughs> Do your thing, real feels. Uh, yeah, I, I love this movie. I'll, I'll say for Paul, Paul's behalf, I'll say low. But yeah, I will too. Yeah. Well, that's fine. And my list doesn't really have like any actual like particular order. Yeah, you did say that up top. Yeah. yeah. So that was but, well, but the I mean, thing. I mean, I, I mean, anybody that has, you know, listened to our show or, ha, you know, just knows me and, you know, talk about horror like I I cannot stress enough the like magnum opus that is John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, no doubt. It, it, it is 100 percent a just a it, it's a beautiful piece of art. The practical yeah. the practical effects are it's a bar none. It's a it's a master class in practical effects. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent, and and when you hear the stories of what he went through to create these, it's like oh yeah, almost dying basically oh. to get this done. Oh yeah, yeah. The 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 special effects artist, which his name is casing right now, but yeah, like nearly Rob Boutine. yes, Rob Boutine. nearly dying because he was working himself to death, and it's just again, it's brilliant. Like I mean, I know that I know that it's low for some folks that they're going to say it. <laughs> there is no order. There is no order. Jeremy, don't hate me. I know you're going to listen to this. I uh, know. If, if he listens, <laughs> he's, he's, he's stopped at this point. He, he's he going to stop. It. He's going to feed me to his like little plastic, you know, mutated dog that he's taken to the conventions. <laughs> that's right, that's, man. That's why. That's why he he stated at the top no particular order because he yeah. knew this was going to. Oh, happen. I knew this was. I knew this would be like. <laughs> who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Why does he Real have words? <laughs> what does he know? <laughs> he well, needs I'm to glad, go back to Tubi. <laughs> hey, I'm, glad, I'm glad you mentioned it, though, man. I mean, the thing is, the thing is the thing that we're talking yeah. about tonight, in my opinion. And, 100%. Um, I'll save a little bit of commentary because it's coming up for me, Brad. I know you're a fan too, so yeah, yeah. It, it, it it'll be it'll make another appearance. Don't worry. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, what do you got at three, man? Well, after uh, surprising that Drew put the thing at number three, um, this is kind of where our, our lists differ. You know, after after our first two were were aligned, and this this has one of my all time favorite kills, not the all time favorite kills, but one of my top, at least top five kills in film. That's 2005's House of Wax. Oh, good one, good one. It's some honorable mentions. So I love this movie. I just I love this movie. I I think that. 
just like the two before it, like I love that when they take the original idea, I mean, the original House of Wax was 1953 and just, you know what, we're going to modernize it and we're going to just step it up a notch. We're going to put Paris Hilton in it. Yeah, we're going to put Paris Hilton in it. <laughs> what do you worry, think we, his uh, favorite kill is? <laughs> I was going to say, is that the kill you're referring to? Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, even coming down to Alicia Cuthbert when she's like got her hands trying oh, to reach through the grates oh, and the, in the fingers, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, they, they're not holding back in this movie at all. And I love it. Yeah, and I know, you know, these are obviously remakes we're talking about, so I feel weird saying this kind of, but I, I guess I'm paying homage to the originals in a lot of respects when I say these kinds of things, but like just such an, an inventive idea, right? Because like how creepy are wax museums inherently? Oh, very much. It, so. oh, very it's creepy. like, it, it's like the stuff horror movies are made of literally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Great, great remake. I, I, mean, what I if, battled with what if it, but wax museums, I mean, really are just people. Hey, <laughs> right, I know this, this is why you have movies like wax work, you know, exactly. And, yeah. I mean, just last night I watched, or the other night I watched uh, Hell House LLC. And I mean, just walking around a haunted house, nothing's really moving, but it's freaky as hell. House of Wax, it almost made my top five. It's some honorable mentions. It's a great pick. I love revisiting that one. It's just, oh, yeah. it's a lot of fun, man. It is definitely, it is one that gets rewatched quite often. Actually, every every movie in this top five, I have rewatched multiple times. Hmm. Yeah, same here, actually. So my number three, it might be a bit of a surprise, but... You know, one of the reasons why I think this is such a great remake is because I can remember my theatrical experience with this film, and they released it in 3D, and I had a fucking blast with it. From 2009, it's My Bloody Valentine, the remake. Mm, which that was, was a good one. Which was titled as My Bloody Valentine 3D at the time when it came out. And I saw it in the theater, and it, it had all the antics and... You know, the fucking pickaxe coming right at your face. And, you know, there's some just real. I mean, the same thing that you guys have been saying, because the original was when it was an 81, which is also a movie that I love very much. But, you know, you have an elder Tom Atkins coming back here and like just some of the kills in this in this version and the gore. And they just kicked it up. And I mean, kind of like what you guys have been saying. They just, you know, if it was on five volume on the original, it's on 10 in this movie. Like, it's just slasher for slasher's sake and as for the 3d kind of like shtick of it all and you know getting the gimmicks out of the way but also that led to some great kills and some fantastic effects and even watching it on tv the last couple years because i watch it every year pretty much and i watch the original very often too but even watching it on tv it still holds up man like i still love watching it i have such a fun time with it and as a horror fan some of the best kills in this movie I just I love it. So it's it's my number three. What do you guys think of this one? Oh, I love this remake. Yeah, I think it's a hoot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do do you have the uh, the DVD that came out that came with a pair of the paper three D glasses? <laughs> I no, do. But it's it's funny you mentioned that. I don't, but I do have that for Coraline, the Coraline uh, DVD. Yes. yes. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I wish I did. But yeah, I haven't seen it in three D since the theaters. Did you got Did you guys get to see it in the theater or, or no? I did. I did get to see it in the theater. I mean, it mm-hmm. came out around that height of time where 3D was all the fad. So, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> my bloody Valentine. So, <laughs> I love that. I love the original too. I don't want anybody coming, any purists coming for me. <laughs> uh, but I just think I this think, is a really fun remix. Honestly, on this one, I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think someone could 
really yes there is fans the original is great don't get me wrong we'll stop before i dig myself a hole we'll stop right there <laughs> the original you know great. what gerald you're the right one's great. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's fine they're both good we're good it's fine everything's fine all right so drew had the thing at number three i, I want to know you what, and i had the thing in a random spot in a I'm random kidding. spot that's he, not numbered. You mentioned the thing third. We'll, yeah. we'll there see. you go. <laughs> this Drew, is not going to end well anyways. <laughs> Drew, you're my thing, man. What do you got to run her up over there, buddy? Uh, oh, you charmer. Yeah, man. Uh, all right. Uh, you know what? It's It's got to go to 2003's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which Brad mm. went by earlier, which I will. And you know what? People can come for me. I think this remake is better than the original. Oh, wow. Ooh. I like it. I like it better Ooh. than the original. Okay. I do acknowledge. Dimes. I do. <laughs> I do acknowledge what the original did and what it stood for. And, and again, the landmark history that it made. However, there is far less shrieking and screaming in this remake, which Correct. makes it a lot more tolerable for me. And the pacing is a little quicker. <laughs> That's true. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And Jessica Biel's in this. Did I mention that before? Jessica when Brad, <laughs> Brad <Butter. laughs> oh, yeah, I just I, I love I love this remake, really. I and, really uh, do. What's his name? Who uh who played the sheriff? Oh, um Arlie Emery. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. I just think he's so great in that role. Even the uncle who's like missing the legs. And he's like, you're so dead. You don't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, boy. Come on. <laughs> Too good to be true, man. Now, did you like the the one that came out a couple of years after it? The beginning. I've seen I've seen Jordana all of it. Oh, Brewster. where you where you learn like how he lost his legs. Yeah. Oh, he's all like, oh, oh God, yeah. he's he's uneven. Even him out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it, but I don't, I yeah, don't know. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I mean, I've watched them all. Um, the the Texas Chainsaw Master uh, le- Legacy, the one where it's he, she's like a uh, like a cousin descendant who oh, inherited yeah. oh, right, who right. inherited the farm. That one's okay, right? <laughs> it's not going to make any remake top fives i don't think oh god no 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 no, no sequel remit no sequel spots <laughs> sequel for fives it. <laughs> yeah all right so a little cross up there on uh texas chainsaw massacre from what was that oh three right oh three versus 74 and uh man you guys are doing the backwoods list over there <laughs> are you guys okay <laughs> we have the all weirdos right. that's fine sure it's, so it's, it's it's all the the tubi it's really gotten to us <laughs> yeah that's it yeah <laughs> oh bradley what do you got at number two man what's your runner up buddy <sighs> number two this is as much as i love the original this is one for me that almost might be a little better than the original i know uh, this one's gonna be fighting words for sure oh wow and it's it's done by one of your favorite directors Zack snyder <laughs> and that is uh dawn of the dead oh, that's a good one that's my honorables that's a good one I, i'm not gonna say it's better than the original but it's a very valiant remake i mean he uh he he took the you know the fast zombies there's always that debate of fast and slow zombies and I thought he did it pretty well because it, it kind of had a mix of both in a little in, in a way when they're kind of just like moseying around the mall. And then I love the new Dawn of the Dead remake. Zombie baby. <laughs> Zombie baby. <laughs> I do too. I, you D- know, directed by Zack Snyder I and know. written 
written by James Gunn. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Zack Snyder did this, right? And then what happened, Brad? <laughs> That's my question. Uh, he went on to make one of the best superhero uh, legacies right. ever. Here we go. Yeah, sure he did. And the Where's thing Nick? is number Where's three, Nick too. When I need him. <laughs> um, I love I love this remake, though. I will I will just go on record as saying that this is probably. I'm not looking at his filmography, but this might be my favorite Zack Snyder film, right? I think, unless I'm forgetting something. But I think this is probably the best film that he's made, in my opinion. And I do think it's a very valiant remake that did enough. It did enough to pay homage to the original while also doing that thing where it kind of made it its own. Yeah. Uh, And he did put that Zack Snyder spin on it with like the different, you know, things that he's kind of known for now in his style of filmmaking. But I guess he lost me during the superhero years or the DC years. And that's just me personally. But I, you know, I do think he's a good filmmaker and I do like what he did with this remake. So I, I don't, I don't, I, I, it's not better than the original. Drew, back me up on that. I mean, it's, <laughs> come on, dude. I, I think that both quantify exactly when they came out and they were good for the eras in which they debuted. And they speak true to those eras. Look at Drew coming in with like the the level the level thought. Very PC (laughs) insertion there. I mean, this is this is the guy that put the thing third. So that's why he's got to come in. But I'm glad he said that because now (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I'm glad he said it though because now I can use that as my defense when I give you my number two that I also think is better than the original, and Mm. the original is probably now I love the original. So I kind of had to do what Brad did where like, you know, give a little preface, right? Like I love the original. I I watch it every year. I I think it's a great film. I think it's a landmark film, but the original from 1981 is considered one of the pillars Mm. of the horror like genre. Okay. And for me, I would any day of the week, if the two Blu-rays are sitting next to each other, I'm going to put in the evil dead remake and watch it. I'm just going to tell you right now, that's my number two. What do you guys got to say? I I am one of the ones on this. I know I know Evil Dead Two is or Evil Dead is is a remake, but I look at it as a requel because there is so much Easter eggs from the original in it. Yeah, that I feel like it's just in the same universe, just set at a different. All time. right, okay. So you're not taking it as like a straight up remake. Personally, the tw- the 2013 I, I, d- film. I don't. Yeah, personally, well, I don't. some people <laughs> some people say Evil Dead Two is a remake yeah. of the original. Yeah, I mean it. It is. It is in a way. It's kind of a yeah, a, a little bit. Well, yeah. you know, Evil Dead from 2013 was you know. Fide- I mean, it's a great movie. Evil. It, it is a great movie. Fide Alvarez is produced by Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, who obviously we know were involved in the original, and just the. Just a bloodlust, like just gore and in your face aesthetics in this film that we didn't get in the original, even though the premise is very similar. It was 1981, right? So it was, yeah, it was an 80s horror, it was campy, and it was, you know, kind of like what Drew said earlier, like it spoke to the time. Whereas, you know, Fede Alvarez does this in 2013 and it speaks to this kind of like almost shock value that was being you know, brought up in different horror films and stuff. But I freaking 
like when I saw this, guys, I, I think another reason why this movie has resonated with me as one of my favorite horror films of the last 20 years is because when I went to see this, I was a naysayer. Like, I was like, why are they doing this? Why are they, mm. you know, rebooting or whatever you want to recall, like you mm. said? Sure. And it fucking blew me away. Like, I remember walking away going, I fucking love that. Like, and I went into it thinking, I'm going to hate this. Like, I don't want to be seeing this. It was definitely one of those movies I kind of wish I wouldn't have seen a trailer for. Because, mm. you know, the, to- the tongue scene. Like, oh, I've yeah, seen right. that before. Yeah. I think I would have really been shocked if I hadn't known it was coming. Sure, yeah. That's why I try sure. to avoid trailers to this day now. <laughs> sure. But I, I will agree, if you put the 1981 original Evil Dead in this, I probably would watch the remake over it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you threw Evil Dead 2, I would take that over any any of them anytime. Yeah, but. Evil Dead 2, for sure. Mm-hmm. is, is yeah, That would be a tough call, actually, because I love this one so much. But I'm biased, too. It just hit me the right time, like 2013 when I saw this in the theater, by the way. Again, it just was a really pleasant surprise for me. I started kind of like getting more into the original films and revisiting them because of it. And, you know, kind of did a whole rewatch of the whole franchise. And now it's something I do annually where I just have to revisit those films. I actually just watched the original Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 as a double header for our uh, horror comedies podcast that we recorded a couple weeks ago. So I literally just watched those movies and I watch them every year. And I think the franchise is one of the best horror franchises ever period. And I think, and I think this, if you're, if you're categorizing it as a remake, which I am (laughs) (laughs) Brad, I think I mean, that, I mean, that's just me. I know there are some uh, people who do the same thing, but and, and by the way, I fucking love Jane Levy in this. I mean, bro, horror like just divine queen, just fucking kill me with any chainsaw that you have laying around. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Evil Dead from 2013 is my runner up. And look at this, guys. We're up to our number ones. I'm excited, uh, Drew. I'm going to let you get us started, man. What is your number one horror remake? So my number one horror remake uh, is something that, man, it, it it sticks with me for what it is, because, again, at the time, it was something special for me that I didn't and probably shouldn't have been watching. It is a remake of a 1959 classic Vincent Price horror film, and it is 1999's House on Haunted Hill, because mm, okay. I love me some Jeffrey Rush playing Vincent Price. I think, gosh, I think he does such a good job, and it's one of the first times that I ever saw, and since podcast is such a visual medium, this will help out, but that, um, (laughs) but that, like, that, you know, that slow stare and, like, the head jerking from side to side, almost in fast-forward motion. You know what I'm talking about? Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, That that visual, I had never seen. So I was, like, in 1999, as, like, a 13-year-old kid, that freaked the fuck out of me. And I was here for it. I absolutely loved it. I love Jeffrey Combs playing the doctor. Just this silent little, like, you know, pantomiming walk and him walking down. The scene where she's filming the operating table and suddenly they all stop and then they look over at the camera. It, it, like, this is the stuff that has just been ingrained in my brain for the longest time and I, I still love it. I still love it. Now, this is based on the Shirley Jackson novel too, right? No. no. Oh, it's not. Okay. Nope, this is not. Okay. Uh, so that's the haunting of Hill House. Oh, okay, all right. This is yeah. House on Haunted Hill. Okay, this is House on Haunted Hill. No, I, I I agree with you, Drew. I I love House on Haunted Hill. When it came out in nineteen 
what was it 99 99 I saw, I saw it in the theater and i was like oh this is this is so I n- i'd never seen the original mm-hmm. before this and i actually went and watched the original which you know different times Product different, different, time, very right? different, different times different, yeah different setups but yeah and in the the visuals that you're talking about with the the quick moves and oh the, yeah the, yeah it's stuff that you hadn't seen, and then shortly thereafter, it kind of got overused yeah. everywhere. And then- and, the, and the how did and the haunted house genre, like subgenre specifically, it's just so tough now because it's like once you do it with movies like this and you master it, it's like it's just really hard. I feel like to recapture that kind of originality of, of oh, sure. some of, some of and, these types of films, and they have to go so niche with like exactly like what is haunting. Right. Right. Like right. It, it can't just be straight up like there's ghosts. And you're like, no, this is the ghost of a, of a Victorian clockmaker who he didn't get to finish his last <laughs> right. project. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen I think I've seen that one, too. It's, yeah, uh, it's I, on Tubi right five, now. Isn't it? <laughs> five bucks says it's on Tubi somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the clockmaker haunting. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, one. The, there, there's another movie that came out a few years later. I won't mention it yet. I'll wait till honorables that kind of overuse that quick movement. But I, I still enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a cool trope for sure. All right, Brad. What do you got? A number one, buddy. Number one. I mean, this is where this movie, it belongs to be. And that's John Carpenter's thing. <sighs> yeah, dude. Uh, it is the greatest horror movie ever made. Hands down. I will fight anybody. It's... It just it, it belongs number one on any list. This is the movie that's ten out of ten, and you're not going to change my mind. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I'll piggyback on you. It's my number one too, so we're matching up there. As my number one is also eighty two's the thing. I mean, we can just kind of have a love fest on it because it's on Drew's list too. But I mean, that you know what, Carp. I mean, first of all, Carpenter is one of my favorite filmmakers. He's probably my top five filmmakers ever of all time. And I am a little prone to Halloween from 78 just because of my connection to the slasher and that that subgenre as opposed to this. But this is a very, very close runner up in his catalog for me. And I do feel like it is his masterpiece. Like this is his masterwork of cinema on so many different levels. And it was it was such a flop when it came out. Oh, yeah. Right. It yeah. didn't it, get I mean, that was, love till later. It was but going up against E.T. Yeah, it opened and against E.T. Like, yeah. Oh, we have stupid. a family-friendly alien, and we have <laughs> one that uh, kills people. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you want to do? <laughs> and this this is a film that when I was when I was a young lad and just kind of getting into <laughs> my love of horror films, this is one that my dad he was like, "I got one for you," and he handed me the thing and put mm. it on, and I was just like. Oh my god! The yeah, dog dude. scene. I was like, "What is going on?" And you get the head spider and everything yeah, else. It's just like, I'm like, I'm in love. I am in love with this. And and, and the <laughs> and the, another like kind of star of this movie is like the paranoia too. And I really oh, love. Yeah. I really 100%. love how Carpenter and all the actors involved, like you know, and Dean Cundey with the cinematography, how they really were able to make us second guess everybody that we were seeing on camera, you know, and it was the paranoia, the claustrophobia, like it's all that stuff really played into the journey of this movie as, as a movie watcher that I really love too. And I, I feel like sometimes with all the practical effects, which deserve all of the accolades that they get, I mean, 
I don't think it got any better in the 1980s than some of well, maybe get, American Werewolf in London transformation, maybe mm, something like that. Yeah. But well, then you add in that Ennio Morricone score, right? And then that oh just gosh. that just that don't don't yeah don't don't like for for the fact uh, for the fact I get that goosebumps he, thinking about it like he was like denied like an Emmy, but then later went back and used unused uh scores from the thing for the mm-hmm. hateful eight and then won an emmy for it oh, right is 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 the thing an emmy winning film yes it is I retroactively know, <laughs> how great is that it's a fucking a-class he got, he got a razzy he got a razzy for it oh, and, and, I, and i know carpenter took some of his score and kind of added synth to it and he he wasn't a big fan of that but you know it worked <laughs> What'd you guys think of the just real quick? What'd you guys think of the 2011 thing, like the kind of prequel uh, thing they did? Let's move on. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I, I also did not hate it. Yeah, um, I mean it's I, not I the liked, thing, but I liked the filling in of like a story. I did, but I I don't know. I also kind of just I I liked them going there and seeing like. Holy crap, what is this? Okay, nope. All right, we're going to keep moving on because we clearly can't do anything here and we got right. enough shit to deal with. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I I was I was fine seeing that story and leading up to it you heard all this talk of like the director's going all practical, he's going to do practical work, this and that, and then I go and see the movie yeah. and it's a CGI fest mm. with the critters scurrying around really quick and and stuff and I was I walked out of the theater just absolutely pissed off going, oh. what the hell was this oh, i watched man. and it took me until probably two years ago i rewatched it and it didn't hate it as much but it, it still i mean it doesn't hold i mean a it's, candle, obviously yeah i mean it's no film. it's no the thing i mean I, you know but i don't know i didn't i didn't hate it i thought it was i did hate all the cgi i will i agree with you on that because obviously we knew what we saw in the practical effects in the 82 film so yeah, I did hate it from that aspect, but I mean, I don't know. I felt like, you know, Joel Edgerton, uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, like, I mean, I thought it was a great cast and I thought it had that same feeling of, of the age film of that claustrophobia and paranoia and like, you know, there's no escape. Right. And you're basically trapped in the situation that you're in. So I did feel like it kind of created that same environment that I was such a fan of in the original or not the original because <laughs> we're talking about the remake. But you know what I mean? I, I think. <laughs> uh, I think though, when you bring into the fact that it's almost like signs. Okay, when they actually show the alien, when they actually show the alien's ship, I don't know. It, it took something away from me. It really yeah. did. Sure, I get that. I get that. Well, there we go. We all three of us crossed up on the thing from 1982. Uh, Drew had it somewhere. Among his list, it's there. That's what matters. There's no order. Brad, Brad and I crossed up there on our number ones. So there we go, guys. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll uh, pause for just about a minute or so. When we come back, we will wrap up these top fives. Just to remind everybody what we had, and then we will give some honorable mentions. And also, want to head over to social media and see what the fans had to say in the old suggestion box. So sit tight. We will be right back. Hello, listeners. Did you know that there is a lot more content where this episode came from? 
As you may know, we are an independent podcast and we rely on donations in order to keep going. Over on our Patreon site, you will find several ways to stretch your dollar. I am currently producing six exclusive series that you can only get there. They include popular ones such as My First Time and 100 G-Tunes. You'll also get regular main top five episodes, just like this one, super early, often weeks in advance. For as little as $1, you can help the show continue. Just visit us over at patreon.com slash two peas on a pod, or you can check the show notes for this very episode. Now let's get back to the countdown. Welcome back, guys. As I said, pre-break, Drew from Real Fills and Brad from something called Apple Teeny Plus, I've never heard of, is here. And we just discussed our top five horror remakes. And we each each of us got a little shit, I feel like, and from other people on the panel. But that's fine because we love each other. Why don't we remind everybody what we have? Drew, I'm going to let you wrap up your five again. What did you have over there, buddy? Oh, sure. So uh, I had... In no particular order. (laughs) (laughs) Asterisk. 2006's The Hills Have Eyes, 2003's Willard, 1982's The Thing, uh, 2003's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and 1999's The House on Haunted Hill. Good list, brother. Mm. Brad, what was your five again, man? I had uh, 2003 The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 2006 the uh black christmas sorry not the black <laughs> Two, christmas that's a remake black christmas. Yet to come. <laughs> 2005 house of wax 2000 it's like i'm counting down years 65 2004 <laughs> dawn yeah. of the dead sure i i that was i you know there was a good streak of remakes for me yeah and then uh finish it off 1982's the thing there you go my number five was let me in from 2010 my number four was 1986's the fly then I had the My Bloody Valentine 3D. <laughs> what a fucking fun ride that was when I saw it in the theater. Uh, my number two was Evil Dead from 2013. And my number one was The Thing from 1982. Number one, right, Drew? Number one. Number one. Yeah, it's number one. <laughs> it's, just, it's, number, it's number one in his heart. I think it's it, true. It, it is number one in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. So I limit myself to five honorable mentions, as you guys know. So I have those. What? Uh, let's see what you guys have in your honorable mentions over there. Drew, what did you have that didn't quite crack the top five, buddy? So I'm going to avoid ones that were already mentioned on, pre, on either of your lists okay. uh, for honorable mention. However, I will say that some that you did mention... 100% made my honorable mention list. But just to highlight some things that are still great but did not get mentioned, 13 Ghosts, people. Yeah, yeah. sure. sure. That, yeah. Was, that was the uh, one from 2001 I was talking about with the uh, quick movements and everything else. Yeah, <laughs> which I still desperately want a, uh, a Netflix series to go into the history of mm, all yeah. the ghosts. I can see that. That'd be that cool. would be awesome. That yeah, would be awesome. That. And how perfect is it? It's already – it's 13 episodes. You don't even need to go further <laughs> right. than that. That's right. It's mapped yeah. out for you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Oh no, I mean, I, I, can, I thought we were going to go round table. So uh, let's see. Oh no, no, just list your honorable. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so thirteen ghosts. I'm a huge, huge fan of things of like you know J horror and especially you know Taiwanese and Korean horror and stuff that actually mm-hmm. the originals you cannot beat, but the remakes they do make a great attempt. So things yeah. like. Shudder from 2008, 
Uh, I I kind of really liked, especially the ending. I love the ending, kind of wrapping it up. Dark Water with Jennifer Connelly. I didn't think sure. was a t- I didn't think it was a terrible uh, remake. Something that I know we all loved in a more recent film, Martyr, is a remake mm-hmm. of a, a French horror film. Yep. And hey, um, nothing with Jennifer Connelly can be wrong, by the way. So you're good. This is this is very true. <laughs> this is very true. Uh, so I'll, throw I'll, that give, in I'll give you two more that I genuinely enjoyed, and uh, one is uh, 2010's "Don't Be Afraid." Okay. Uh, don't sorry. Don't be afraid of the dark, which I I really did like. And uh, finally, dude, 1990s Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, Tom, oh, Tom, yeah. Tom, yeah, Tom sure. Savini's Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, sure. That one's good. Yeah, I'll take it. Brad, what do you got in your honorables over there, buddy? I have 1988's The Blob. Mm-hmm. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Got Amityville Horror from 2005 yes. with Ryan Reynolds. That's with Van Wilder. Yes. Right? How's it going? Yeah. yeah, we got The Hitcher. Mm. I really enjoyed that remake with Sean Bean. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, I can't put this on, not put this on a list somewhere, just despite everyone else. And that is uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh God. Oh. Get out. It had to be mentioned. It had to be mentioned. Uh, did it have to be mentioned? Did it? it did have to be mentioned. <laughs> I think it had this, to be mentioned. This is a happy place, Brad. <laughs> I don't think it had to be mentioned. I gotta be honest. And then finally, uh, 2010's The Crazies. Yeah, that okay. was actually really good with Timothy Oliphant. That, was that good. Yes. I, I kind of had to shove off my, you know, top eight yeah. <laughs> of like honorable mentions. Um, but I, I mean, do I lo- have I have more, but you know, the, we both had more mentioned. But I do yeah. love the Crazies. Well, most of mine got mentioned, but honestly, I'm surprised a couple of them didn't. And one of them is my number six, which is Fright Night, the remake oh, with yes. Colin Farrell from 2011. That's what I thought you were doing from 1985, Brad. That's oh, what I that's, oh, yeah. that that was on my honorable list. But I was okay. like, oh, you know, I I have so many listed. I just kind of started picking. You know, again, we were talking earlier. When Rob we Zombie talking. had to had to fit in somewhere. So <laughs> I, had to, I had to put Fright Night off. But we were talking earlier about the disappointment kind of in the CGI and the thing in the same year. And the same thing happened here with Fright Night. It was too much CGI. But, I mean, Anton Yelkin, Colin Farrell, Tony mm-hmm. Collette, who has David kind of Tenet. become a... Yeah, dude, David Tennant. <laughs> directed by Craig Gillespie. I mean, I, I don't know. I, just, I had so much fun with this remake. So that would be my number six. My number seven you mentioned was Dawn of the Dead. My number eight was House of Wax, which you also mentioned. Mm. By the way, one of my favorite movie posters, House of Wax, with Mm -hmm. the melting wax coming out. And then my last couple, no one mentioned uh, The Ring. I know. Mm. um, The Ring's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I I just, iconic imagery with Samara. And then I really am a fan of, and I will see here, let's see what we get here. All right, are you guys sitting down? I'm a fan of it. It cracked my top 10 because I did eliminate some movies to make a 10 from 2009, Friday the 13th. I, I was waiting for somebody oh, to mention it. I, I'm like, in. I like the remake, honestly. I, I the, too. I'm in. The only thing that I have like qualms about it, and Justin assuredly over on the Facebook group, like kind of like said, all right, Drew, calm down, listen here. <laughs> but it was more of the moment that I have like sm- small, minor issues with like. Jason seems too smart in that yeah, movie. Yeah, that's true. But but I, it doesn't detract from the movie. I'm just wondering, like, if he was left her all on his own, how's he figuring out like electricity, like genuine <laughs> like wiring and right. all these lights? <laughs> but real quick though, I mean, there's no, a lot I, of boobs in this though. So <laughs> right in the beginning, <laughs> quite a, quite right a few off the boob bat. shots in this one. I'm saying so. There's yeah, a lot of boobs. <laughs> no, I, I I love the the Friday the Thirteenth remake. It was directed by Marcus Nispel, who also did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. That's true, actually. Yeah, 
wow, I guess that's his thing, huh? And did you know <laughs> that one of the characters in said Friday the 13th remake is also the same character in the Transformers movie? Mm, no, who? Who is it? The, uh, the one, the blonde jerk boyfriend. Oh, who wow. Gets, is who gets, oh, yep. yeah, yeah. He's like one of the football dudes in Transformers. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, I know you're talking about now. Because <laughs> it, 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 uh, it was produced by Michael Bay. There you go. They, they use the same same character, He's same been, actor, same name. <laughs> Poor guy's been typecast. Am I right? <laughs> He's just a dumb jock <laughs> in every movie. Like we hated you in Transformers. Why don't you come? Will you come do that? In Fr- <laughs> we exactly. really want to hate you in this movie. <laughs> oh, this was a lot of fun, guys. Uh, I'm huge fans of both you dudes. You know that, and I really appreciate you all coming on. Now, how we end every episode is we go over to the Facebook fan group. Guys, make sure you check the show notes and join up over to the Facebook fan community if you have not already, because that is where I interact with my fans the most, just like these dudes and everybody else. Now, most of the comments on this week's post were Brad trolling me. So I'll mention so I'll mention a couple of those. I, w- I was trying to throw you but, off the scent of what my list might be. Yeah, you did. Because uh, with you, I have no idea where you're going to you're going to bring to the table. So I didn't really know what was real and what wasn't. But I just said, what are some of your favorite horror movie remakes? Over in the suggestion box. Let's see what they had to say, guys. Chris Annie, patron in front of the show. You guys know that dude. He says, House of Wax, House on Haunted Hill. The hills have eyes. So I guess he was cheating off of your list, Drew. Hey, lots, <laughs> lots of go. H's there. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a good list. Uh, Brad Hargus, who's that? He says, Psycho. <laughs> A shot-for-shot a shot remake. You can't, you can't not have that, right? Oh, my God. If only it had been in black and white, it would have been the same movie. Holy Lord. Do you, uh, do, did you see that movie in the theater, by the way? No, I didn't. Oh, my. I was I like, why? 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 Why Why did we make this? What is happening? <laughs> did I just see this guy in Wedding Crashers? What is this? You lock um, it up. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Carmen says it. What do you guys think about that? Now that's um, obviously a really, really well done film. Is that a remake of the Tim Curry miniseries? What do you guys think there? I so I mean it, more it of is. an adaptation to me of of Stephen King's book more than a remake of okay. said film. I mean, right. right? I mean, but you also have to kind of like take into consideration like are are we stemming from the from the original movie to like the super super slow miniseries and are we are we kind of like springboarding from the miniseries into this remake um it's definitely a remake it very i mean, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I think it made for sure i mean yeah uh, there was you know one made before it so in that aspect yes you could say that mm-hmm. uh let's say peter from the cobra kai companion says the ring evil dead there you go he also says it's there you go uh, Fright Night and Friday the 13th. So a good list there, Pete. Phil Rude says John Carpenter's The Thing. We know Drew agrees with him, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, a uh, friend of the show, says The Thing, The Blob, and Evil Dead 2. I don't care what anyone says. It's a remake. <laughs> he also says It. What do you guys think about that Evil Dead 2 I mean, argument? It, 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 it kind of is in a way. I mean, it's more if a you, sequel, though, right? I mean, it, if you had to pick. It's a sequel. I mean, yeah, it is. It is. it is a sequel, but <laughs> right. I mean, am I crazy? I'm glad, first, we, glad we agree. <laughs> I think the first what, however many minutes, is kind of like a rehash of the first movie before you like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna right. do a little different. Well, sure, I mean, come sure. on, come on, Brad. It's no Puppet Master Legacy. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> that is such a waste of a movie. <laughs> oh 
man. Jared Taylor, patron and friend of the show, says The Fly, The Thing, and Invasion of the Body Snatchers. There you go. Classic. No, that is a good one. Brad Hargis. Who's that? Brad Hargis says (laughs) (laughs) the Wicker Man is just a gif of Nicolas Cage saying, not the bees. (laughs) But you'll read below who agreed with that with that pick. (laughs) I don't know. Who did? Did somebody agree with? Oh, yeah. Yeah, here we go. I'm still going. Okay. Uh, Sam from Movie Reviews and 20 Qs <laughs> says the thing, the Wicker Man, and the Fly. There you go. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, I mean, I, I, Sam, Sam Hurley. He, he uh, yeah, he knows. He was, he was on that uh, Wicker Man. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. also, but he's also in New Zealand. They just got movies like 10 years ago. Like, <laughs> he can't, he can't go by that. Well, doesn't he have like a baby factory going on over there too? So yeah, I know. Yeah, he, he is. He's not sleeping much. He's a little out of sorts over there. <laughs> Uh, Dan Roski, top tier patron of the show, says the correct answers are the thing, the fly, and it. But here's some others that may not get mentioned. He says <laughs> uh, Piranha 3D, the blob. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Piranha. That's good times. So that's another 3D, just glorious, man. That's a that's another Alexandra Ajo movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He also says the blob, Nosferatu, the vampire. And uh, if you wanted the worst remake, you could say Jacob's Ladder. Oh, it's so oh, bad. Yeah, that one's not good. Yeah. It's yeah. so bad. That's that's one I seriously go like, why? Why did this happen? You know happen? what? It would be interesting. We should do it next October. We should do our the worst horror remix because it would be interesting having you two on for that. <sighs> because I feel like you guys love everything. Would <laughs> no. you guys would you guys be down to try to come up with that worst I mean, remix? I, I, I could try. Yeah. I mean, I I can definitely <laughs> give you worst remakes or like worst sequels 100%. I might not be enjoying myself, but I'll I'll, I'll be <laughs> yeah right right right. Uh, Billy Dunham, a recent guest on the show, just had that guy on. He says the thing, the fly, and invasion of the body snatchers. Brian Shampoo, congratulations by the way, newly yeah, married. Brian shampoo. shampoo. He says John Carper's the thing, and then just left the chat. So he's right. <laughs> <laughs> he had a wedding. <laughs> um, yeah, he probably typed that at his wedding. Probably <laughs> we get him out of suggestion over here. And then Paul, of course, said also says John Carpenter's the thing. He says all others are number two or lower. Did you hear that, Drew? Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm sensing a theme here <laughs> with the, the thing. Oh man, there was no uh, order. <laughs> Jay, Tal- Jay Talbot says Dawn of the Dead and the Last House on the Left. Interesting pick there because that's uh, Wes Craven too, right? The mm-hmm. original. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. And then Amanda, I'll end on her. She's a great friend of the show. I love her. She says the '50s version. Of the man who knew too much, it's Hitchcock is as horror as you're going to get from me. She's she does not watch horror movies, guys. So I really appreciate her giving us a shout out there. Hitchcock, you can't go wrong with that. So I'll take it. Thank you so much, guys, for the feedback this week in the old suggestion box. And Drew and Brad, I am indebted to you guys for coming on again. You know I love you guys. Why don't you tell everybody what the hell you're doing in the world of podcasting, <laughs> Drew? What real feels. I think you talk about movies, right? You love movies or something? Yeah, we over I there. Guess, I mean, tell them how to find you. Yeah, Nathan, Jack, myself. We uh, every two weeks we bring you a brand new movie genre paired with a movie to uh, to match and review. So you can uh, look us up on really any podcatcher. Just look for the Real Feels podcast. That's R E E L. We're over up on Twitter at Real Feels Pod. And uh, hey, if you want to be finding myself and uh, and Brad over here. Uh, seeing what's up on Tubi, 
Mm-hmm. I also run the Twitter for Needs to Be Seen. That's where Brad and I are going to yeah. be catching a lot of our uh, Tubi watches, as well as our hashtag 150 Days of Horror, which love we started it. back on June 3rd. I love it. I love it. Thanks for being here, Drew. You're the man. Yeah. You, know, you know I love you, dude. So thanks so much for coming on again. Brad, uh, I guess you have a partner for every streaming service that's out there right now, right? It's me for Apple. It's <laughs> Drew for Tubi. With, well, you know, uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to take over the world one streamer at a time. Sure, man. Yeah. Just, if you get them all to join you, then they'll all be with you. You know, yeah, that's perfect. That's right. Uh, but I love you, man. I'm a big fan of yours in real life and in podcasting. So why don't you tell them where they can find you, what you want to point them towards, buddy? Well, it's myself, Justin, and the Cinemaiden, and... Right now, the cinema guys, we might be about as frequent as Apple TV Plus. But <laughs> it's we, a neck and neck race. <laughs> we're just three friends who just love chatting movies. Um, and just like Drew, I love watching movies on Tubi. You can follow at Tubi Tuesday is my yeah. Twitter handle. And I do Tubi Tuesday YouTube videos yeah. since, you know, other content doesn't come as quickly as i would like it to yeah no you you're doing good shit over there man and you know we've been joking throughout this episode and some people that have been listening might be like what the fuck what are they what is the deal with this apple tv shit (laughs) so brad and i have a side podcast that is that covers apple tv plus so we we were kind of like gung-ho we were putting out episodes (laughs) it originally started as a joke and and yeah it was literally a joke and we we're like, yeah, let's just do it. And then we had fun doing it. And now we've been on break for a couple months now because we're yeah. just trying to, you know, sync yeah, up what? schedules and all that stuff. So three, three episodes, four episodes. Yeah, I mean, we did, you know, we, something like that. There's some good episodes though. They should check yeah. them out. They should look them up. Check them out. I was proud. <laughs> I was proud of those. I love those, including the Oscar award-winning Coda movie, Coda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was proud of those episodes, Brad. I was seriously was. Like Mythic Quest is one of my favorite shows. I love gushing about it. Severance. Yeah. So we need to get back on the horse, man. We do. We yeah. do. We'll so figure it out. Look for Apple Teeny Plus too. Yeah, out come, there. Come We're back and come back next October and there'll be another episode up for you to <laughs> <laughs> We'll plug it at that time, I guess. All right, guys. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, like I said, I really do appreciate it. And guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another October episode of two peas yeah so next week we will be back we will be doing our top five blumhouse horror movies which got mm-hmm. suggested to me from someone are there five <laughs> there actually are there actually are i said the same thing actually when she pitched it and i was like you know what there actually are some gems in here so i was able to come up with a list we'll do that next week for our next october themed episode and we'll see you then thank you guys so much for tuning in i appreciate it and thank you so much to the two guests that I had on tonight. You guys are the best. I'll talk to you soon.